welcome to a special episode of Pels Pod. As always, I'm your host, Raphael Rattler, joined by my fellow middle brother, Gary G. Money Rattler. What's poppin' with you, bro? Nothing much, man. Not too much going on <laughs> in the city today. So this is another sleepy, another sleepy, boring sports day uh, in the city of New Orleans. But nah, man, it's it's all good, man. It's, it's raining outside. Uh, that's that's a good and bad thing around these time, uh, this time of the year around these parts. But uh, you know, it's been really hot, so now it's raining outside. So uh, <laughs> we're a little, a little blessing. But man, got some 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 seismic news. Maybe that's why it's raining outside. It seems like everything that Zion. Every little step that Zion takes, some kind of natural occurrence happens <laughs> outside. But uh, but maybe that's what's going on. But how's everything on your end, man? Everything's cool, man. I, I, I look at, you know, what's happened over the last, what, 48, 72 hours. And I feel like, man, the NBA looked at the NFL and was like, oh, yeah, y'all changed the landscape of y'all league this offseason? Hold my drink. Mm. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and see what we can do on the other side. So mm. it's been a crazy – it's been a crazy 48 hours, man, but I'm all for it. I'm, I'm ready to jump into it. Before we jump into it too much, though, uh, make sure y'all follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on IG at Pels Podcast. Uh, like the episode below. And most importantly, subscribe to NewOrleans.network. So uh, if you have not heard, uh, <laughs> there have been some rumblings about Kyrie Irving and uh, Kevin Durant. You know, probably not going to be with the Nets anymore. Kevin Durant went ahead and and asked for a trade and asked out. Kyrie, uh, for some reason, uh, opted in and now is going to be traded as well. So well, I mean, for, yeah, there, there is some reason. I think it's thirty-seven million reasons why. You know, he will, he will I just feel like the title was awkward. Like, couldn't y'all have come to this conclusion like the week before? But um, but anyway, uh, that being said, there was rumblings about KD asking out, and it's yeah. It is crazy to think about that on national TV in the year 2022, the teams are like, you know who Kevin Durant should be looking to go to? The Pelicans. When last year in 2021, they were like, ship the the New Orleans Pelicans to Seattle, to Atlanta, to uh, Antarctica, to Egypt, uh, to a different place that's more deserving of a team, right? But now it's like, hey. They got Zion. Maybe they should get Zion for him. Hey, maybe they should get B.I. for it. This craziness that has developed around the Pelicans in the last 12, 24 hours has been nuts. But now since Zion has signed this extension, do you think the KD to New Orleans thing is dead? What are your thoughts on it? Give me, give me your two cents on it. Well, when I woke up this morning, it is not what I expected <laughs> uh, to, be, to be talking to you about. Uh, today, I, I knew that the Zion extension had a possibility to get done today. Right. I think everybody around the city and everybody around uh, pretty much the NBA world kind of saw the writings on the wall that uh, that Zion was going to sign that, that max extension. But right. I also, you know, I had heard rumblings. Once KD asked out, I saw the rumblings. And you, you see all of these, uh, you know, the t- talking heads talking about uh, where all of the places that, that Brooklyn could go and where they could get the most assets from, but also uh, have teams that are available. Uh, once you trade the assets, still have a team that can present to Kevin Durant as being competitive and, and can win about. And as I watched like the NBA free agency special on ESPN all yesterday, it was like they they kept dancing around like the team that was the team that, that everybody was dancing around was the Pelicans, right? right. They kept talking about, oh, they needed – Young superstars, they needed draft picks, but they needed a team that Durant could go to and still be competitive. And I, it seemed like every nobody wanted to save the Pelicans until Richard Jefferson was like, well, what about Brandon Ingram? And then that's when, like, everything uh, kind of went up. And so 
when when you take a step back and look at it, first of all, I, I think you know the 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 contract extension. Absolutely, I don't think it it puts the kibosh on it because you know Brandon Ingram is still a really really good player, um, and Brooklyn might circle the wagons around uh, uh, Brandon Ingram being a centerpiece in, in a trade. Um, but I, I think as far as obviously Zion is not being able to be uh, traded there, similar to the to the to the things that goes on with uh, that we've heard about Bam Adebayo not being able to be traded um, to the to the to the Nets unless they get rid of Ben Simmons, which good Lord would that, that just, <laughs> just, it's a lot of moving parts, man. Just NBA yeah. trades are usually get hectic, but we talking about Ben who's <laughs> never put on a Jersey for the Nets and things like that. So uh, as far as the Pelicans, I guess, I guess we could get, you know, right, right into it about that. Um, you know, I, I, for my liking, I, I just don't think that, you know, you break up a, a, a tandem of, Brandon Ingram and, and Zion Williamson, especially seeing Zion, you know, being so uh, forthright about how watching the Pelicans in the playoffs was enough to get him to fall back in love with basketball and get that rejuvenation. A lot of that is because of Brandon Ingram, right? And and you 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 saw uh, like I've I've told a lot of people, I've talked to a lot of people about this this topic. Kevin Durant is a very 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 cerebral smart guy, and for my money, I've told people Kevin Durant is top five in my of all time in my list, right? Just right. A, a guy with Steph Curry uh, range and Kevin Kyrie handles like you just a lot of that you can't deal with. But I do think that franchises are built in a situation where it, it a lot of it is built on roster management, right? And when you look at what Brandon Ingram, uh, you know, brings to the table uh, at, at 25 years old, Kev, like I said, Kevin Durant is a smart guy. That means that he looked when he gave the Nets this roster, this list of teams that he wanted to go to. He looked around the league and decided all of the economic statuses that went with him because he is a business in it until himself, as well as the roster, as well as the guys that are there. And he came back with with Miami and Phoenix. New Orleans was not on that roster. And, they, he, you know, that was with Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJG. All of those guys are still left. Kevin Durant is a guy that when he wants to go somewhere and wants to do something, not a lot can can stop him from doing that, and so you see with a guy with four years left on his uh, on his contract being able to be to to be able to get himself out of this right to out of this contract that he just signed last year, like it, to that that shows that he has a lot of power and influence that the Nets don't want to go to war with 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 Kevin Durant and have this messy situation hang over their heads, and so if if Durant came you know was was force traded to New Orleans, what's the you know, what's to, to, to go from him doing things like that? And this is not a knock on Kevin Durant. Like, again, he's one of the greatest players that's ever laced up, that's ever touched foot on the planet. But he's he's 34 years old. You know, that deal brings him up to he's 38. You know, and, and, and we've seen that people can get out of contracts. Obviously, now with Durant being an extreme force, uh, the extreme example of this, getting out four years. But two years left on the contract, people start looking to get out. So you're saying, you know, you're, you're trading for a two-year window, um, you know, and you just don't know what that's going to do to the, 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 you know, the culture that you've been built and the, the, all of this goodwill that you've built in with the, with, with the players, right? The Herb Joneses and all of these guys that fit the roster together. So I, I just think that, you know, the, the, the obvious, it is it, similar to what's the Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry stuff in the beginning of the season, right? In the offseason. Mm-hmm. 
the Pelicans are going to be attached to everybody. They're going to be attached to everybody because as for five hours, the ESPN talked about the Nets need to find a team with a young star, uh, you know, and a lot of draft picks and still have a team to be competitive for KD. That team is the Pelicans and will be the Pelicans (laughs) <laughs> Obviously, with Zion now still in, as long as they have those picks and things, they're gonna be, they're gonna be attached to everybody. Every big star that's looking to leave and need, and those teams need returns, the Pelicans are gonna be involved. So I just think that it's a lot of, you know, a lot of the Pelicans being the the team with the right assets and the right players, um, and to to give up in a big trade. But I just don't think that's a, that's something that the Pelicans need to to let this team get out there and play first, uh, get a year uh, of seeing what this team is. Um, you know, you you saw the Celtics turn away from them doing it with Jalen Brown and, and keeping Jalen Brown, and eventually it paid off and they made it to the finals. You know, and, and now, now they're they Brogdon, yeah, right. And now they they're 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 doing what the Pelicans are, are have done already, right? They're finding the guys that can fit around them, um, you know, and, and the Pelicans already have that at Herb and Trey and Dyson Daniels. They have those guys. In the, and so if you you just let your team grow and play, um, you know, and, and, and do those things, you know, you, you let that go. Uh, and in two years, you know, Durant might be looking to get off this next team that he gets traded to. So I, I'm not a, I'm not a, a proponent of it. I've, I haven't really talked about it, a lot, but I'm, I'm really not a proponent of trading. Let the team uh, get out there and roll and play what it is and, and see what you got. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to abstain from the argument because to your point, I agree. I You know, with KD, that's a talent that. Again, if you would have asked this question a year ago, people would have laughed at you. Would KD right. go to the Pelicans? But now right. look at the situation, and people are like, well, it's the perfect fit, just like you just explained. But I'm just going to rely on what the team has told you. So for all of you know the faults that David Griffin has made, for all of the mishandlings of the rosters, of the situations, of Lonzo, whatever you want to put against him, right, tally against him, Stan McGunny, whatever it is, the one thing he's been, He's been consistent. He said from the beginning, I want to build a sustainable success. I want to build a culture that can grow in a small market. I want to get guys that want to be here. And so you look at David Griffin and see what he said. And obviously with a player like KD, maybe all that goes out the window. But for a guy who's coming from experience, handling this exact situation, the reason why David Griffin and the and the Cavs and all of those things backfired was how LeBron would. He didn't like the amount of power that LeBron had, right? So you're talking about a guy who already has a bad taste in his mouth from an experience with a star that was acquired, right, and brought back to win the championship. So not only that. The whole year you've talked about getting the right pieces, getting the right guys, getting the right staff, getting Willie Green, and they've talked about how special this locker room is, how special this this mix of personalities are, how they focus on guys who are are from the South, who are from more laid-back areas to smut their locker room. That's been their strategy so far. Even in the press conference the other day introducing Dyson Jandles and EJ Liddell, like Willie Green and Trajan Lake to talk about how they were looking for certain types of guys. And so for the Pelicans to then turn this all the way around and say, you know what? Scratch all that. Forget all that. We throwing it all away. And the guy who galvanized the team while Zion sat out the whole year, he can go. That seems like a far fetched. I just don't see how you would make that jump within one season, right? At that point, you're completely throwing away everything you said 
from the time you've walked in the building till now that has gotten you in this place where the Pelicans have looked like a scary team to start the year. You're throwing that out a window to, to your point for a guy who may walk up and say, I want out of here two years from now because we didn't win in year one. And then at that point, you don't have the assets. You don't have the young guys to build on. It's Zion. It's, it's KD and it's whatever you got left. I just don't see the Pelicans being interested in a move like that. I just, I don't see it, but um, who knows, right? Uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays. And I think one, one other thing about that is that, you know, when you have, when you have a, a guy like Brandon Ingram, right? A, a 25 year old um, who has shown the ability to be dominant, but then also through, you know, trial and error almost a, a game or two has shown the ability to you know to to capitulate to a, a, a cj mccullum and then you know when zion got there it took it some time for bi to kind of work his way together but then you you saw him find a, a, a hitch in net to have kevin durant first of all come to a, a, a team that is their star player is 21 years old at that point which would be uh, uh zion um and then to have him not not only like you're in the, the the pecking order is one a one b like it's not going to be like hey you're the guy and like zion is just here for the ride it wouldn't be a situation like that it would be more of like you have to like give the ball up to that guy as well um to, to, to for a guy that seems like he needs to be in control of like a, a lot of things right his media company the narrative around him he he likes to be in control of the of, of things um and to to just have him go to a place where he like he, New Orleans probably isn't. He probably woke up this morning like, wait, New Orleans. I, I, said, <laughs> I didn't I said, say them. Yeah. I said Phoenix and Miami. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't say New Orleans. But yeah. and obviously the Nets are in no obligation to like uh, to go to where uh, a, a spot where you know they go to Kevin Durant and say, hey, okay, well, you know, we're gonna walk away from the better package to help you be happy. Obviously they're not in the ro- uh, in a thing like that. But I, I do think that if you are the Pelicans, you run a fine line of. Uh, if 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 you go to the Nets and say, hey, we're offering Brandon Ingram, and and then that that news gets out, right? And then Kevin Durant says, well, no, I, I'm not going there. And if you if I go there, I'll either you know something, whatever, make it a, a hell. And then you don't make that trade. Well, now you you know you've 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 run the risk of well, now the the you know the locker room has heard. Okay, well, obviously everything that you sold to us and, and can, can be given away at a certain point in time. And then what does that breed into that? So there's just a lot of things that you have to look forward to. Um, you know, you have to, that you have to look forward um, to when, when you're thinking about a trade like that. So it, it, it's just, a, it's a slippery slope. I get that Kevin Durant is a generational transition, transitional player. Uh, but I mean, it's at, at some point you have to let this, this team play and see what you got. Yeah. I mean, continuity and calm is what Trajan said. That's what Griff said. To, this would be the opposite of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this would be the total opposite. But what you see over this free agency period is a lot of guys staying where they are. Like, a lot of free agents are just re-signing where they are and staying fully committed. Again, we talked about this on previous pods. The Warriors, the Celtics, Memphis, these people that were at the top, Philly, these people at the top of what um, the Eastern and the Western Conference – they're doing it by players that they drafted and keeping mm-hmm. those guys and adding peace along the way. You've seen how, again, the net situation, a great example, how that's blown up against you. So you see a lot of guys retaining their own talent, right? And the crazy thing about it to me is think about how big of a deal it was all season long. Zion played zero minutes this season. But you couldn't go more than a day or two without hearing about Zion's leaving for XYZ team or Zion doesn't want to be blah, blah, blah. But as soon as he agrees to a deal, 
it has nothing to do. Uh, it's like, oh, okay, uh, Zion five years uh, extension with the Pelicans. And, like, on to the next topic. Back to KD and why the Pelicans should trade for it. Like, it's wild how quickly that turned around to me. That was just something I took mm-hmm. I, I took note of. But say all that to say, the, the details have not come out yet about uh, Zion's uh, contract terms, right? Like what been uh, reported by Shams um, was that he agreed to a five-year extension with the possibility of getting up to $231 million, which I don't know about you. Pretty good. (laughs) Pretty good, bro. You know, walking into 22 years old, man, that's, you know. Pretty good, bro. That's okay, chump change, right? Yeah, man. Doing um, all right, man. Yeah, so you look at the deal, and I think, the most it can be at the beginning is like I think 193, so 186 or 193, um, and then incentives, right? Like if Zion's MVP, if Zion's first team All NBA, if Zion's Defensive Player of the Year, stuff like that, have been added to to chunk that number up to 231. Now the interesting part about what he reported was that um, they agreed to terms, but they're just kind of fighting over, not fighting over, but discussing over come some protections both from the Pelican side and the Zion's. How do you feel about you know, everyone making sure that everyone's taken care of and moving forward uh, with a concrete plan uh, yeah. together. Yeah, this this was a big step, uh, not only for the Pelicans, but um, kind of shows a little bit of maturity and professionalism uh, on the side of, of of Zion to to you know, you know allow both teams, both parties in this agreement, this contract to kind of you know ensure themselves and, and give themselves a little bit of protection. So. Um, I tweeted somebody asked me, you know, and I see that those questions in the chat. Um, I think he the guaranteed is not the the, the two thirty one is guaranteed if he makes you know first team if, if he hits some of these uh, some of these incentives that he that he has right. So like you said, uh, all NBA um, and things like that. But the one ninety one uh, is definitely guaranteed. That's going to be his um, regardless. So when I when 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 I I tweeted somebody earlier and I saw a lot of people asking about what are the protections from both sides and. Again, this is just obviously those those uh those those details haven't come out yet, and so obviously this is just a, a guess on my end. But when I when I look in, I see that you know both sides are getting a bit of of protection. Um, I would assume that it would mean that you know. Zion gets the, a, a fifth year player option. Um, if it means that the the yeah. the Pelicans can get a you know some kind of injury talk, some kind of injury provision language um, in the in the contract. So I, I would I would assume that that's what is going to be something to the extent of of uh, of Joel Embiid's uh, one. But then the next the next contract that Joel Embiid got after his injury provision laden one uh, was a complete non injury you know non injury invasive none of that. There was no language, uh, no anything like that. It was straight up five years. So I think that second contract. This is the contract. It's it's a good balance of rewarding Zion for his, you know, for what he's done and the things that he has shown on the court, uh, as well as paying him for what his potential could be, where the ceiling could be. But I also think that it helps, uh, it helps out the Pelicans because it incentivizes Zion to go out and be the best version of Zion, uh, Mm -hmm. to commit, commit to the physical, uh, you know, the physical aspect of it and, and things like that. Um, and and it it gives him a reason to go out and, and try to hit those benchmarks and hit those incentives so that he can get paid. Um, but also it gives them a little bit of protection that if that foot has some injury, I'm, I'm sure that the injury provision is going to be very specific in his language to to that foot, um, you know, that, that, that injured foot and, and things like that. Uh, but I do think that it's a it's a it's a really good a good deal. Um, I'm glad to see that the Pelicans were able to reach you know get to that quickly. I know after that 1201 uh, deadline <laughs> that everybody yeah. is the deadline well, for everybody. 
Oh, you saw everybody? Yeah. yeah, everybody was like, so, what? you know, where's the Zion <laughs> one? But I think that, you know, that this is part of what, what what you talked about with David Griffin talking about it being difficult, right? Difficult doesn't necessarily mean lengthy, right? It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to draw out. Just like right here and now, we have to get iron out these kinks. And I think that's what it took, right? It took a little bit of getting to the last hour and, and saying, okay, just to, let's iron this out. If you do this, 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 you can get that and everything. And so, you know, at the end of the day, the Pelicans lock up their their, their future franchise star. Um, you, you, in a sense, have locked up he, he and, and Brandon Ingram. Uh, and I would like to think that obviously with CJ coming in his first uh, interview talking about playing with CJ, I mean, playing with Zion and playing with Brandon Ingram, that he's going to be looking forward to a, a contract extension soon. And, you know, there's that you have two superstars locked up under 25 um, and, and, and a, a, a whole bunch of draft picks and, and things like that. And you already see um, how having that draft capital and having that type of talent on the team, what it involves, uh, you know, in, in as far as expectations, but as far as also as far as like movements, right? Everybody says, oh, the Pelicans are a team that this superstar should go to and that superstar should go to. Well, now the team is locked in. Um, and so the, the core, the most important versions of the core is locked in. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes from that. But I think it was a really good deal, uh, for both sides. And I'm glad to see, uh, CJ, I mean, uh, Zion and the Pelicans kind of not playing hardball with each other and, and, and reaching a, a common ground where they could move forward with this. Right. For the Pels, I mean, I think the number one burden is you don't have to answer questions about it no more. Like, it's not like every mm-hmm. interview, like, even at the end of, the, the the press conference with EJ and with Dyson, they're like, can you tell us more about Zion? And like everybody mm. just kind of smiled. It's like, man, like everything has got to be about Zion, right? And that's how it's going to be when you have a generational talent. But now it's like, okay, that's behind us. Now you can just worry about the basketball part. Like no one has to ask where Zion's going every five minutes. Now the questions can be like, okay, Willie Green, what schemes are you looking at from incorporating your talent? So it's not just your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, all every every possession. Now you start you you started to hear it a, a turn a little bit uh for the in the press conference at the, the the rookie press conference when he asked, you know, how do you plan on playing all of these guys in minutes? And and like Willie said, it's a good it's a good you know it's a good problem to have. So you starting to see as you got closer to that extension are like okay if Zion is gonna stay now let's turn over to okay like this is the roster how do you plan on utilizing all of that so good point right so you look at that and so from a roster and from Pelican standpoint you got buy-in and again I'm not sure the people internally were ever that worried about this in the first place like if you mm. talk to anyone on the roster anyone on the staff Zion, anyone around the team, like they've all said the same thing the entire time. And it's just that nobody wants to seem to listen, right? And so <laughs> uh, if that's the case, you can't make people listen. So, you know, it's good to see that. I think the better part is you're seeing the buy-in, not just from the money talk. Some people be like, well, of course he got opt-in. Who's, who's, who's not taking that type of extension with that type of money? But you don't just see it with the word. You see it with his actions, right? You see his rededication to the city. Like, you can't go anywhere now. Like, you go to a kid's gym or a church gym, you're probably seeing Dyson or EJ or Zion dunk on some little – Or outside. Or outside in the gym. And I I keep saying, bro, if you you committing and playing ball outside in this humidity that (laughs) – You you, you, you did some ties to this city that you like. Because I don't even play outside in the city. Yeah, and to see someone who literally – 
Missed the whole year. Couldn't play all year long. Just free and playing and having fun with the kids, changing these kids' life. They're like, man, I got to play with Zion. Like, that's something that will live with you for the rest of your life. You will always remember stuff like that. To see that, to see him in the community, I don't think it's a consequence or it's a a coincidence that yesterday the Zion 2 Hope Diamonds dropped. Right mm-hmm. before he agreed to, I think there was a little bit of strategy between Nike and Jordan and, and Zion and the Pelicans. Probably mm-hmm. a little bit of that too. Like when you see all of those things and you see his 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 overall demeanor, you see him next to the team. You see that he's focused, locked in. Like it's not about the contract. I saw somebody asked him, was like, "Look, look, Zion, like." What's going on? How do you feel about the playoffs? He's like, I didn't watch the playoffs. more about the Pels. Like, he's focused on him. He's driven. Like, I think all of those things combine for a good situation for the Pelicans. At this point, to your point, you got your two All-Stars. You got your binge All-Star and your leader, your veteran. You've got all of these pieces now. Now it's like there's no more questions around Zion. There's no more questions about the contract. There's no more question about does he want to be there. There's no more questions around that. Now I think – it's even more pressure put on the team to ultimately succeed. So the biggest thing about all of this, and you can kind of tell, and and I can kind of tell from Dyson, I don't know if you picked up on it. We'll talk about that, you know, leading into the summer league episode next week. But like this, the Pels got a team of dogs, like people who they hold themselves. Like even CJ is one to, to, to talk this type of talk on the court. And you know, everybody in the second line, they really to go to, let me not go there they're willing to to go to battle uh, with their with their teammates as well but now you got a motivated zion to your point of being the best shape of his career to go and uh, meet all of his incentives but even more so to go prove everybody wrong who's been talking bad about him and the team and the organization all year long now is go get it right now it's what do you got zion people talked about you for a year what are you going to deliver so with that being said, like, what are your final thoughts on, you know, where Zion is today and how we look uh, moving forward uh, into the Pelican Summer League next week? Yeah, I, I think, you know, this this is the the season. Um, and again, it, it goes into why you let this this team kind of grow and, and, and go out there and compete, because they have they have sweat equity into this Pelicans franchise now. Right. You saw. Most all of the guys that played last season, uh, played in the, the first game of the season all the way to game six against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you saw those guys, you know, put it all on the line, uh, to, 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 to get out of that, that, that start that they had and to get to the heights that they did. And so they have sweat equity. And now you bring in Zion, uh, who, who has now gotten his, his, his money, uh, who has now gotten to a point where he's healthy, uh, that he's getting back to the community and, and things like that. But like, like you said, has has a little bit of motivation, right? Has a little bit of of driving him uh, to 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 reach those incentives, and then to also just just let everybody know how great of a of a player he is, right? He he talked before he got to the Pelicans about wanting to be great and wanting to be one of the greats of all times, and so now you have everything in front of you, uh, you know, God willing, with with his health, uh, everything in front of you to achieve not only the personal goals. Uh, but you have a team to achieve the team goals and achieving the team goals, uh, you know, will will help you achieve the personal goals and get to those incentives and get that money as well. And so when you have Brandon Ingram and, and, and Zion and then CJ being uh, the leader of the team, the, the the front facing professional of the team and then the role players like JV, uh, high quality guys, Trey, Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels coming in. It's just a lot of players and a lot of flexibility up and down the roster. 
um, and, and just having Zion locked in and healthy in a good space, both physically and mentally, uh, is going to just take this team to, to another level uh, that they saw last year. So next, you know, we got we got the summer league coming up. Uh, the guys are going to going to get out there and play in the, the California Classic. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how many games uh, the likes of Jose uh, and, and Trey Murphy and, and those guys get. Um, I'm sure it won't be a lot, but um, it'll be really interested to see them guys out there uh, and, and compete. So the, the summer league pals ought to be ought to be fun uh, fun to watch, man. Just 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 a lot of dogish, a lot of attacking the, the you know the tagging in the backcourt and things like that. It's going to be fun to watch. I can't wait to see who they name the coach. Um, I'm not I'm Jared not Collins. sure who they name. Jerry Collins. Jared oh, they already oh they already named. It. Okay, cool. Okay, all right, Coach Collins. All right, that's good. That's good. That's good. Okay, well, um, you know, you have Coach Collins out there, and I'm sure he'll be an extension of uh, of Willie uh, Willie Green as well. So, um, as always, you never know what people are going through. So give somebody a smile today. Uh, follow myself at Garrick underscore Rattler. Follow my brother at Raphael underscore Rattler. Follow us on Twitter at Pels Pod and on Instagram at Pelicans Podcast. And subscribe to New Orleans Network. And we'll see you guys next week. Yes, sir.